Hey everyone, welcome to The Withering Effect, episode 49. Today's date is June 14th, 2020, and I am Duds, or Duds Versus. And I am Jimbo, you may know me as Jimbo Slice 23 This week, we have a guest, member of the Legacy SMP server. You may know him as the Creeper Master God Creator of an awesome farm. That was a great intro. Logical Geek Boy. Thanks, thanks very much. That's the best intro I think I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Way to hype him up, Yimbo. Wow. <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks very much for the mm-hmm. invite. And yeah, looking forward yeah. to it. So uh, would you like to go ahead and tell us about yourself some more? Because there are some viewers from our podcast who haven't actually heard of you. Sure. Okay. I practiced on that intro, by the way. Practiced real hard. No, no, that's, that, that was cool. That was cool. All right. So, all right. So, yeah, I've got, um, obviously, I've got a YouTube channel and it features uh, Minecraft content. Um, mainly, I do kind of more technical things, uh, design farms, that kind of stuff. So, and I try to do things differently, not to, not try and do things the same as other people. Um, so, the, on my channel, there's a bunch of tutorials uh, around that kind of stuff. And then I've got two kind of main series. So, I've got my single player series called Beyond Logic which is where I have my main base in the end and I have a huge Death Star and I have like uh, lots of sci-fi ships like a Star Destroyer, X-Wing, Millennium Falcon, Starship Enterprise, a whole bunch of stuff as well on top of that. Um, so that's a really cool series. Uh, so that's on pause at the moment because I've uh, joined an SMP. So I'm playing on Legacy with a whole bunch of uh, really cool people um, that are you know, amazing builders. So hopefully I can... I can uh, uh, learn from those but what I'm doing on there I'm kind of at the moment focusing on lots of community things lots of kind of bigger projects um, so I did a, a kind of new Enderman farm that also gives you melons which is kind of kind of different mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah and we're working on a big end project so we're going to have a whole bunch of villages in the end we're going to have a, a huge villager trading center in the end in a big circle around the main island um, so we're working on that at the moment yeah mm. I wanted to ask you about that like are the colors color coding for like, this is this kind of villager, or are you separating them in sections? Because I've been watching a couple of you guys, and it seems like maybe it's not fully coming across on video, so I got confused, but it's me. I'm very easily confused. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it will make sense once it's done. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so basically there's two rings that go around the end island, and it's in a, in a, in a rainbow, so there's eight different colors, I think, that kind of repeat and go mm-hmm. around. And that's just basically just just a way to get around so the color, the color coding there doesn't really match um at the islands but it's going to okay. be i think it's 13 islands one for each profession and then somebody different on the server is going to pick up uh, an island each and they were going to design it uh based around the particular profession so some so for example somebody will take um a cartographer they, they will design an island that will match a cartographer you know the kind of things that a cartographer would uh, would do and we'll fill that island with cartographers so mm-hmm. and we'll do that for all of the professions all the way around in a circle um, around the island. And so if you need you know, a villager for something, if you need some books or you need to trade or whatnot, uh, you can go to the end, go to the particular island and yeah, you can find find your villager and do it there. But yeah, it does sound cool. Very cool. Really want to see uh, the ending mm-hmm. of this. I see. I thought uh, last season on Ripple, Marlo, uh, he's a server member. He's kind of broken on his own. He redesigned our end to do this glorious dragon statue mm. and uh, like cherry blossom trees everywhere. It was beautiful. So people taking the end, which I consider just a harvesting dimension. It's really on there to steal supplies, get Elytra, yeah. fight the dragon. Yeah. So turn it into something creative and beautiful. I, and obviously yours is going to be useful because you can trade with villagers there, yeah, yeah. which also means... Whenever you're not in the dimension, villager AI is turned off, helps exactly. ser- uh, server lag and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to see that so bad. Yeah, so that, that, that's, that's one of the main goals because what we what we didn't want to have, because what we, we're trying to think about is we don't want the legacy to turn into everyone having a single player and everyone having their own sort of their own stuff. You know, we want to try and spread yeah. things around and do things together as a, as a team, right? So mm-hmm. if everyone had a trading hall, that would be lots and lots of villagers in the overworld, probably loaded all the time, you know, contributing to lag. So the idea is... Um, we have one trading hall that we all share and it's going to be in the end so it will, as you say it'll only be loaded if someone's in the end and otherwise it will just be turned off and it won't be won't be uh, causing any lag issues so that's the kind of uh, the kind of plan and yeah so far it's going all right <laughs> but uh, yeah we're, uh, we're we need to start making making a start on the islands so we're almost ready for that um mm-hmm. i've done i've done the two rings around the edge so that that'll be the, the the next thing coming soon i think yeah and when you like zoom out of that these wings are huge, or rings mm, are huge. Mm, mm. It's like, I have trouble doing circles that have a dimension of 20. 
<laughs> so yeah. to see how large you guys have built these rings, I'm just like, uh... Yeah, and I think uh, I, I, I did an episode where I explained how I designed the rings. It's kind of hard to explain mm-hmm. without seeing it visually, but um, yeah. I had to use a lot of maths to work out the different angles to get all the colors to, to line up all the way around and then also repeat mm-hmm. exactly. Because if you can imagine a rainbow sort of repeating around a circle... You want to get to a point where when it meets up at the beginning, it's discontinued yeah. again, right? So you've got to work out yeah. all the angles. You've got to have the right amount of blocks. So there was a bit of maths involved to, to work that out, um, which was quite cool. We're quite happy how it turned out. So, yeah. Better you than me. I can't count. <laughs> yeah, I did get to see that episode. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Like I said, I can't wait. to. And it seems like everyone I watch is fully on board with this, and they're excited about mm. it too, which I like. I like how your entire server is – everyone seems to be on the same page. And like you said, it's not – well, this person's playing a single player. Mm. It's really is a community type server, and it's awesome to watch because you never know. You're watching, like if I'm watching Mythical Sausage, I'll see one of your buildings pop up in the background, mm. and I'm like, oh, he's working on something, or flips over there, and I see uh, Pearlescent Moon working in the shopping district from a distance, mm. and I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's good. It's really good, and we've got we've got a lot of different sort of different types of player as well. We've got a lot of builders. I've got a lot of builders, mm-hmm. but um, we've also got some got some technical people. Myself and Slice Lime, um, in particular, oh, are kind yeah. of interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're we're um, programmers, engineers, so that's kind of natural for us anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so far it's going really good. It's going really good. Well, and for people who don't know, Slice Lime is also a employee at Mojang. Mm-hmm. That's right. We've got some notes from him down in the uh, weekly news. Mm-hmm. But if you're all wrapped up, Jimbo, do you want to talk about what you've been doing this week? Yeah, I'd like to give a little update on my eye situation. Uh, I don't know if Logic mm-hmm. was familiar with it, but I did. I got in a work accident. I lost sight in my left eye. Um, it's kind of like a... Slowly becoming RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like a pirate. But uh, <laughs> I right now, with my left eye, I can see like a black haziness. And uh, when I went to the doctors this time, after I think five surgeries, I got some good news. The retina is nice. holding. It's not tearing anymore. After after so long after the incident, it took a while for me to get in front of the right doctor to get this taken care of. They didn't know what they were seeing. Yeah. And uh, after that, there was a lot of like hemorrhaging in the eye. It was really swollen. A lot of damage was done. So they're, they've been trying real hard to just keep my retina attached. Uh from moving or whatever a lot of fluid underneath of it but it's actually holding now but the bad news is the silicone oil they put in the back of my eye that's making everything dark and hazy won't won't mm-hmm. come out because it's holding so well so yeah i'll, I'll probably yeah. be able to see like this forever is what they pretty much said mm-hmm. but there are glasses that could help out a little bit they showed me and uh yeah, they are going to be working on that, so I'm not going to, you know, lose my sight entirely. I can see out of my right eye, so that I, I got two of them. I got two eyes, so that's good. Mm. But uh, well, at least they're not taking your eye, also. Yeah, yeah, I get to keep my eye, not a a glass eye. Cause I, Lord knows, I lose it. But you still need a robotic eye. Yeah, I'm still waiting for you know some kind of X-ray vision or. You know, laser eye. Maybe we can install that later on. Yeah, yeah. You don't want X-ray because you'll accidentally see something you don't want to see. Yeah. So laser eye is definitely the better way to go. Or maybe it'll have a switch. You can switch it on and off. I probably wouldn't go into public, but yeah, my dog is snoring like crazy. I don't know if you guys can hear. <laughs> no, I can't hear. But besides the eye doctor, I've been working on a thumbnail. For, you know, my next uh, YouTube series in the Ripple Effect. And uh, it's starting to... Ripple Season 3. Ripple Season 3. Yep, we're going to be starting that SMP coming soon. And I'm trying to think of a thumbnail. And I thought I had it till I saw Duds and Carls. So I scratched <laughs> it. And I'm still working on that. And I'm also trying to work on an intro, which I failed miserably. It didn't go so well. Not the best editor. I'm starting to get used to editing but i have mm-hmm. i have a certain look and a certain feel of how i introduce my videos and i couldn't quite get it yeah. so i might have to go to fiverr and see what i can get there but that's about it for my week what about you duds well i want to put it out there your thumbnail looked fine i don't know what you're playing it was very good matter of fact i pulled a little bit from yours 
like I took yours, my old ripple, and it just kind of added onto it. So it looked like progressive growth. Made it better. And <laughs> no, I, like I said, I think yours is very good and I think would be perfect for a thumbnail. So don't worry about that. And the only reason I made a thumbnail is because you and Carl had to show off your fancy thumbnails. And I was like, fine, I'm going to make one too. <laughs> yeah, Carl. Carl's definitely the one that made me scratch mine. Like the ways his, but like the way it's turned out. This week's been very slow for me. Um, so Minecraft is now causing me to get motion sickness. Mm, yeah. Which has never been a thing before. I've been playing Minecraft for years. And now all of a sudden, like I tried to stream yesterday and... About an hour into the stream, I had to end the stream because I had to go um, without being nice. Things came up that should have stayed down. Oh, no. Mm, okay. Wow. And I was basically in bed with a migraine after that till, I don't know, six, five, six o'clock at night. So basically, I lost my entire day just from playing Minecraft. And I don't know what's causing it. Um,. I've been looking for ways to fix it. Some people said dim the brightness on the monitor you're looking at. Mm. So I went from 90% bright to 30% bright, and I'm still getting a little motion sick. Now, Minecraft always kind of did that a little bit with me, so I turned view bobbing off. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in too high spaces, that's when I notice it really hits me hard. Mm. But I was working on a waterfall during my live stream, so it's like, I'm out in the open. Why, Why am I getting motion sick? And I'm thinking it, I'm trying to play too fast. Like, I know what I want, so I'm trying to do it quickly, especially on stream, because I know I'm trying to get a lot of work done in a short amount of time. Okay. I think that's what's causing me to be sick, so I think I'm going to have to play the game at an even slower pace than I normally do, because I use a controller. And that thing doesn't help either. For some reason, my guy just constantly looks left now. <laughs> yeah, the controller's off So I don't know a if my bit. controller's broken. Yeah, you saw it during mm. stream. I'll be walking, and then all of a sudden, up, oh, going left. Like, wait, what? Stop doing that. Yeah, you do use a controller instead of the keyboard. One, I can use the keyboard, but because I've broken my pinkies so much when I was younger, I can't hit the control button to sprint easily. And I do use the tab normally. I, I don't like remapping buttons. I say as I've remapped my entire keyboard into a controller. <laughs> but I have been able to sit and draw out my Ripple Season 3 base. So that's one of the nice things. And it's changed again. I think I've changed my base plans five times now. Yeah. So I will say I think I'm going to be a Shiver Me Timbers next season. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the only only hint I'll give people because I gave too much away last episode and then I completely dropped that idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm changing it up with much inspiration from Jimbo last season. Not on the scale. You're going to be a pirate on the open sea, then. Sounds like. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> he means R. Yeah. R. <laughs> there will be a pirate theme. It won't so much be on the open sea. I actually had a check with one of our server mates because I found out I was really close to Link, like within 500 blocks close. Oh yeah. And which I was fine for because Link's a very good builder, so I'd have no problem with it. But I didn't want to encroach on something if she had a plan. Because I'm basically re-terraforming a couple islands. So it's like, if she didn't want to see that, I wasn't going to build there. But she said she ended up finding a new location anyway. So I'm going out for it. Yeah, and you never know what kind of project they have in mind. Maybe they right. You know, maybe, maybe they want more space. So yeah, it's good to if mention. If she was building a modern city, I didn't want to put a pirate build right next to it. That'd be dumb. That's a good point. But yeah, that's kind of been my week fighting sickness. Jimbo's got a blind eye. <laughs> Still. <laughs> poor things. This is the off season. We're getting beat up. What the heck? Right. But should we go ahead and jump into Minecraft news? Because we don't have a lot. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start with pre-release five and then go to pre-release four because pre-release four has even less. Okay. And plus Slice Lime comment came based on a pre-release four. So I'd rather talk about that last because it's kind of a big topic. And give us all a chance to put our two cents in. So, changes in pre-release 5. Added a GPU warn list for graphics drivers that are known to have rendering issues with fabulous graphics. Fabulous graphics, is that a new thing that I've missed mm. this yeah. release? Okay. I, I knew there was fancy, but I didn't know we went to fabulous. Yeah, there wasn't too much of a difference that I've noticed. Yeah, and you have the fancy graphics card, so you should notice it. Yeah. Yeah, didn't really see much of a difference. Wasn't really looking too hard, though, but 
I'm sure there's okay. there's somewhat of a difference. All right. It's also if your GPU driver is detected a or whoa, I'm having trouble reading. If your GPU driver is detected as problematic, then a warning message will be displayed with details of the detected problem. I'm pretty sure this is more for just really old graphics cards and stuff like that. Uh, this warning message can be ignored, but support cannot be provided for graphics drivers on the warn list running Fabulous. Ooh. So it seems to all kind of focus around this Fabulous setting, which I'm guessing is going to be a Mojang way of trying to get close to this ultimate RTX thing that Bedrock's got. Mm. Obviously, I don't think it'll be able to match exactly that, but and this might be their, hey, we're kind of taking the beginning steps to get there, kind of the way they added, uh, what was it, in 110 or 111, the beginning steps to add more blocks. They had to rearrange some code and stuff. Yeah. Let's get into pre-release four. Tweaked hostile spawn rates in Warped Forest and Soul Sand Valleys. I'm excited for that. Gasps were a little too excessive. Yeah, they were. And then the big one was the changes coming to a couple farms. And I don't want to read word for word what Sly Slime said because it is a couple paragraphs. But there are definitely going to be changes to how zombified piglin farms work. They're not going to work like they used to. So the way those farms worked before was you would build a platform for everything to spawn in. You'd aggravate one. They would all rush at you. And most people used uh, entity cramming to kill the piglin. And then you would still get what's classified as an aggro kill, which meant more XP and uh, larger amounts of gold. Well, that's been a glitch this entire time. Like that's not supposed to be in the game from what they're saying. So that's getting removed, at least the aggro-related part. I think they're saying the XP is still a glitch, but it's so late in the cycle that they're not able to fix that, or they don't want to fix that right now because it's such a huge change. They're going to slowly roll it into more updates, which I'm completely fine with. But yeah, so we're going to need a new zombie or a zombified piglin farm. What do you guys say? How about you, Logic? What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I've obviously read uh, Slash Slime's um, post. So there was, yeah, there was the two things that you said. So one of them was the zombified piglins and the other one was uh, Nether Fortress uh, changes as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a quick plug, I put a video out about that. That's a whole yep. details about that. But um, I missed that one. So yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. So yeah, we can talk about that. Talk about those uh, both those things, I guess. So yeah, I think the, first of all, putting that post out is a really good thing. Like from just a communication point of view, mm-hmm. like letting everyone know this is something that, yeah, it's going to change in the future. We know the community uses these these features a lot, so we're not going to change it right now. But you know, be warned at some point in the future, it's gonna it's gonna change. So you know, to have that kind of communication, that kind of you know, that kind of transparency heads up is a really good thing, right? So we gotta we got yeah, we got their openness. Yeah, so we've got to appreciate the last that. couple updates have been great, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, the changes they're going to make they actually make sense. Um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for you to you know hit one pig man and then just stand there doing nothing and get player kills for every single big man yeah that's it's not that's not how how it should work so it's so it's obviously it is a bug and they're going to fix it so i don't really have any complaints obviously the the people are going to be a little bit upset i guess because they've got farms and stuff already designed for that kind of thing but to me when they make changes like that it's just an opportunity to build more stuff it's just an opportunity to be creative again exactly yeah we don't have to build that that same design we've always built for the last few years we can you know take this Mm -hmm. as, as an opportunity to build something new so you know i'm 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 all right with it to be honest yeah, I look back when I first started playing, my first gold farm I ever built was an Impulse SV design. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well within like a month of making it, they changed Pigman uh, IO before and it, it broke that farm relatively quickly. Plus I was playing on a spigot world, which also was weird mm-hmm. that I didn't understand because I just started playing Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And then we had our buddy Sin built a gold farm that was actually put out on Hermitcraft a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Can't remember, I think, cub or yeah. Ishmael was one that used it yeah it's from sensational gaming and it was very awesome yeah but i mean well within a year that farm was already redesigned and somebody mm-hmm. came up with a bigger better mm-hmm. one uh, i think it's the one we're using now and it's like these are all good things the fact that we can constantly improve and change farms that's fun mm. and when people are like oh they're breaking farms it's like no they're coming out and saying we're warning you mm. like this is what's going to happen it's a it's a glitch it's not a feature and the transparency is just so awesome. And the fact that we can build new kinds of farms and we're not building the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again, I, I really yeah, like. Absolutely. Yeah, all farm all farms get broken eventually. You know, it's just when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is that is one of my favorite glitches, though. I will yeah, we'll I mean, be honest there. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the only... It's- I think it's the only one where you can get XP just passively. Like, I mean, obviously, there's things like mm-hmm. um, 
like you could build like a like a, 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 a like a, a skeleton spawner and have some dogs kill the kill the mobs for you but that's very slow yeah you know? mm-hmm. um i think everything else you have to manually have some input to get the xp which again makes sense you know xp is supposed to be a reward for doing something in the game mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense that you'd have to do something to get it right and i've i've said the gold farm are probably one of the best xp generators just because these byproduct of the farm you get all this gold mm. and gold is useful for rails and stuff if a farm doesn't have a byproduct to me it's kind of not great like you've built your enderman farm with watermelons mm-hmm. and because endermen i mean they're great for xp and ender pearls but they don't have a great byproduct mm. ender pearls are kind of good but with elytra most people have stopped using ender pearls or don't use them near as much as they used to mm-hmm. So they've kind of become a worthless byproduct. Well, now you have melons coming through yours. On Ripple, we have Endermen that kind of drop random stuff mm-hmm. that you don't want to destroy. Like, clay is the big one they drop for us. Right. Just because we're an entire server. We don't want everyone mining out every bit of clay in every river. Right. So do you do that with a, with a, a data pack? So when you kill them, they, they drop something extra. Is that how you do that? Yeah. I think it's like dirt, coarse dirt, clay. Sand. A sand, red mm-hmm. sand, especially red sand, because there was a lot of red sand going around last season that we couldn't mine enough of. So, right. So the one, the one that I did on the legacy server that doesn't use a data pack. So what happens is mm-hmm. there's a bunch of melons planted up on the spawning mm-hmm. platforms, and of course a melon is a block that an enderman could pick up. And so as they run towards the endermite, as you know, as do most farms, uh, they at some point they will pick up a, a melon, and then when they come down to the killing chamber, they're holding it. So when you kill the enderman, they drop what they're holding. So then you get mm-hmm. the melons. Now, the reason that's interesting, I think anyway, is that most of the time when you do like um, other kinds of melon farms where you have pistons breaking them, that kind of stuff, they come back as melon slices. But before you trade with them, you have to manually craft them. So that's boring, right? So you've got to take that out. So that's why I thought, well, right. why don't we do this? It's just a bit more interesting rather than the standard um, enderman farm everyone does. Just, uh, yeah, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, uh, a bit different. Oh, yeah, and I loved it. The second I saw you building it and I went, you're taking the crafting out of melons. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. And I thought that was genius. Mm-hmm. And it saves so much space in chess. Because yeah, yeah. now you don't have like eight melon slices in there for one melon. Yeah. My um in on that on that video, my favorite comment from a, a number of people was telling me about uh, Silk Touch. Mm-hmm. But I just want to make it clear I know that Silk Touch exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be strange if you've gotten this far and not known about Silk yeah. Touch. Yeah, I kinda know about that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of pointless to have an automated farm and you have to mm-hmm. crop it yourself, whether <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's silk touch. What that brings me to, that mean you guys not running the Enderman can't pick up blocks now, or do you just remove melons? Yeah, so from that, yeah, so we are running that data. So we're running that data pack because a lot of the, I mean, personally, I don't mind it too much. Um, it can be annoying sometimes, mm-hmm. but a lot of the builders they don't want Enderman turning up, removing dirt or whatever else from their builds because over time, yeah, it's very annoying. There's lots of stuff you have to go back and repair, and yeah, it's just yeah, it's just annoying. So we do have that data pack to stop Enderman griefing. Um, but the way it works is you can supply a list of blocks they're allowed to pick up. So we've just modified that data pack so they can only pick up um, melons. But what I did when I tested it, I tested it with that data pack at all so even if you don't have that data pack and you just have normal enderman griefing it will still work and it won't pick up the dirt that the the melons are planted on or anything like that so um, i'd be worried about that because if you have a spawn platform out of dirt and now they're picking up their own spot platform (laughs) and walking away but i'm definitely excited to see what the community does with piglin farms because obviously we're going to have a gold farm within like a month of 116 coming up Mm -hmm. there's just so many smart guys out there who are probably already working on perfecting a farm oh yeah yes Yes, that is correct. Oh. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> well, I've been busy this week preparing 1.16 content, so I can tell you there's definitely mm-hmm. 1.16 content coming very soon. Oh, cool. Uh, you heard it here first. No, no spoilers. No spoilers, though. No spoilers. But yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff ready. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, me neither. And then uh, that's kind of it for my news. Jimbo, your one note? Yeah, my note right here is... <laughs> Uh, Optifine 1.15.2 is now 99.80% complete. <laughs> I wonder if it'll get complete before 1.16 comes out. Yeah, I, was about yeah. to say, I feel so sorry. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get done before 1.16. And mm-hmm. 1.16 introduced more rendering changes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much that messes them up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean it's, it's a lot of work. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's one guy that does it. Yeah. There's one guy that's the mm-hmm. dev. So he does a, a tremendous amount of work for the community. So not to kind of belittle that, that's, you know, amazing that he does that. But just, oh, just, yeah. just the timing is, you know, just a bit unfortunate. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure if I read this right or heard it wrong or anything like that, but I'm thinking he had to restart coding Optifine. Like he's coding it from the ground up again. Right. Okay. And that's why it's taking so long. Because of the rendering changes, I believe. Yeah. I mean, remember 115 put out, or was it 115? One of those put out like major rendering changes. Mm. Yeah. I think 115, they changed the whole rendering engine entirely. GG's to whoever's coding that. Yeah. You do the community a huge service. Yeah. I don't think you can be thanked enough. Another yeah. thing we look forward to in new updates are the replay mod also. Seems to take a little bit mm-hmm. of time. Those could be really useful, especially if you create content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think... I still haven't figured out how to use that. <laughs> I think replay mod this time around will be a bit quicker. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't make any promises, but but um, I think I think it's going to be uh, a lot quicker once uh, once one one sixteen comes out. Well, uh, Legacy Server was one of the guys who can they kind of got a preview version of mm-hmm. it where they could work around, make sure everything was bug fixing and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so yeah. that must have been pretty cool. Yeah, there's a bunch of us. There's a few of us from Legacy, and also a few of a few of the guys from uh, Hermitcraft uh, were in direct contact mm-hmm. with the developers of uh, Replay Mod, so. We get to get a sneak peek and kind of do, do, do some alpha testing before it goes out to public. Um, nice. So that's cool. That's good. And it feels like they have backing and maybe a little bit of funding now too to help out, which is probably really nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go into like the detail of that, but yeah, I know that they've they've got they've got means now to be able to, to be able to, um, to be able to work on it. Um, because I think before before they got their current arrangements, it wasn't really feasible for them to do it. But now, but now it is. So that's great for us. Mm-hmm. Awesome. A lot of demand for it pushes oh, it yeah. very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's kind of wrapped up for the news. Let's go ahead and move on to the Discord ad. This week's Discord ad is from Stone Figure. Stone Figure, go ahead. Take it away. Hello, Interwebs. This is Stone Figure. I'd like to invite you to the Weathering Effect Discord. It's a great place to talk to other fans of the podcast and the show's creators. It is also the only place you can vote for Block of the Week, and the votes have been very close lately. So stop on by and say hi. I would love to see you there. All right. Thank you so much for that ad stone figure. And if you guys like to record some ads and stuff like that, get in touch with me, Carl, or Jimbo. Carl's the best one to get in touch with as he handles all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And he'll know exactly where to direct you and how to get you set up to do one of those ads for our Discord. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, stone figure. Thank you. Talking about the uh, Discord... Let's get into block of the week. I think it's everyone on the Discord's favorite thing to talk about. It seems to take up pages and pages of chat. But this week, we asked you to vote for the following blocks. Your choices were the note block, ender chest, and scaffolding. And the winner this week is... Ender chest. What? How did a note block not win? It was a landslide. The note block's awesome. It wasn't even close. Oh, no. Okay. The note block... <laughs> well, but see, that's just it. People aren't voting for the block they think is the best. They're wanting the one that they think we can improve the best. Oh, I see. Even though we have no say in it oh, whatsoever. Yeah, right. The, yeah. the note block had 10 votes, ender chest 27, and scaffolding 7. Poor scaffolding. Mm. Yeah, scaffolding needs to be improved the most. Yeah, I've got I've got views on scaffolding. I'm not a fan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that way. There we go. It's one of those. It's got lots of potential. It could be great, but just the shifting on right? it. The shifting on it. Oh no, 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 no. I know. Everyone's like, "Well, just put one of them forward, and then you can shift down into that." And I'm like, "I shouldn't have to. I can shift on dirt." Yeah, I think that the, the concept of having some scaffolding it looks great. You know, so when you're you're when you're mid build. You've got scaffolding up. It looks like scaffolding, so that's great. The ability to kind of mm-hmm. knock it all down in one go without having to go up and knock all your scaffolding down, that's great. Um, the shifting thing is not great. And the whole having a limit of six blocks. Yes. You know, sometimes you, you sometimes you pillar up like 100 blocks and then you can only pillar out six or whatever it is. Then you've got to pillar up again another 100 blocks before you can extend. Mm-hmm. But then you, then you end up just putting down a block and then it kind of defeats the purpose of having scaffolding. You might as well just use blocks. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm talking to two duds right now. <laughs> yes <laughs> he was never a fan yeah non-scaffoldals unite i do have some things on the ender chest here mm-hmm. uh it's crafted with eight obsidian and one ender eye uh naturally generates alongside a chest in a certain end city treasure rooms uh requires a pickaxe to be mined otherwise they drop nothing unless the pickaxe is enchanted with silk touch the ender chest drops eight obsidian all ender chests in the world are in- interconnected including the different dimensions uh, 
the ender the ender chest inventory is also separate for each player consequently items stored in any ender chest cannot be seen or taken by other players it emits a light level of seven and cannot be moved by pistons and do not interact with hoppers droppers or comparators i wish they interacted with pistons hoppers and droppers and comparators but this week the uh, improvements aren't going to be by me uh carl basically mentioned it before i could he said i couldn't say it better than him so we're going to give carl all the credit for this week's improvement and he says i'd like to see the ability to open the ender chest in your inventory rather than having to place it down similar to what i said last episode about backpacks Mm -hmm. maybe a tab in your inventory where you can switch between inventory and ender chest inventory you still have to make one to put it in the slot but then once you have it there you can open it inside your own inventory or maybe it only shows one line of your ender chest to make it less op Mm. i think one thing so here's 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 an idea i think there's there's lots of people want some uh inventory management uh improvements Mm -hmm. so maybe Mm -hmm. one thing you could do is um allow when you do pick block with your with your mouse wheel how about if you did pick block, but you if you didn't have your inventory, but you did have it in your ender chest and you're carrying one around with you, it could take it from there as well. So you don't have to put down any shulker boxes. You can just pick block from anything. Because I think a lot of times I do like, you know, some big builds yeah. with lots of different blocks and I can't carry all the blocks in my inventory. But if I could carry mm-hmm. my, my ender chest that had that had um, shulker boxes in it with all the different blocks, then you can go around and um, you obviously place a load of blocks because you have some in your inventory that you can place but then if you need to pick a block then you can just do that and it will take it from you know, whatever container you've got yeah. on you yeah that's not bad yeah I was talking about this in my stream for a little bit I was on if you're trying to start a I don't know, even a medium sized build mm. you don't have enough inventory space to one mine out any land you need to and two carry enough items to start the build mm. so yeah I mean, the ability to have the ender chest kind of like act like a digital inventory and you pick block could be really handy. Yeah. I mean, it could also work with picking up items as well. You know, you can, um, maybe, maybe there's an extra enchantment to allow that. So maybe it's something you don't get straight away. Maybe it's something you have to earn mm-hmm. um, through, through yeah. some other means. Or maybe there's a special item you have to find to be able to add that. Add that. Um, so mm-hmm. let me ask you guys a question. So when you have your ender chest in your inventory, how many ender chests do you carry? Do you just carry one or do you carry more than one? As many as I can. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. It's, it's always, Same with crafting tables. Yeah. I usually hold one, but have more than one inside of that one. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, my big thing is crafting tables. I carry, like, a stack of them at a time. <laughs> Never have too many, yeah. In every base you go through, I have crafting tables stuck in walls. <laughs> so, um, and it all started because a listener I played with, J-Man, when I was on the Comic Craft server, he pranked my base covering it in crafting tables. So I didn't think anything of it. I just broke all the crafting tables down and I just left them in my inventory the entire time because they were under a stack. So they were only taking one spot. Mm. Well, I realized how much I liked not having to go looking for a crafting mm. table. I could just throw one down and go. So it's one of the first things I do when I get a proper tree farm is I just craft like a stack of crafting tables. Here's a thought. What about like a double chest ender chest? Ooh. Mm. Just a thought. Yeah, but how would a single chest be able to access the double chest if it's holding more? Mm, just half. You'd have to change chest mechanics. Yeah. Yep, to to figure it out. <laughs> Jim was like, yep, just change how chests work. <laughs> just just throwing it out there. Unless it's a different, unless it's a totally different, totally different item. So it works the same way, but it's like a different container. Mm-hmm. So you've got a single ender chest that works as it does now. Then you yeah. get your double, which is twice the obviously twice the capacity, but it's separate. It doesn't like yeah. cross over at all. Yeah, that's how I think you'd have to do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, but let's move on to some actual logic questions because we're actually blowing through this episode pretty quickly. Jimbo, do you want to ask first question? Uh, yeah. Uh, what motivated you to get started with YouTube? Okay, so I think it probably started because I was I I was watching a lot of I was just watching a lot of YouTube uh, Minecraft content just generally. Um, so that kind of started because my kids started showing an interest in Minecraft. And so, you know, I wanted to understand all about this game. I'd heard of it, but didn't really know much about it. So I started watching uh, Paul Sawyer's Jr. He did, he had a, a Survive and Thrive um, series. So I started watching that mm-hmm. and then um, I was able to help my kids. They kind of lost interest, but I got more interested. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then that's kind of way it goes. And then I kind of, then I was watching um, Minecraft and then Hermitcraft. And yeah, then I, 
I kind of had an idea for a for a, for a farm for a tutorial. So I thought, well, I've watched a lot of these videos. I reckon I could do it. I think, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. So I made a creeper farm just as a just as a one off. I, I didn't really plan to do anything more than that. Um, but then it, mm -hmm. it kind of did quite well, and then that kind of gave me some confidence to actually do some more videos. Yeah, and that's kind of really how it started. Nice. Well, I have a question for you kind of involving the creeper farm how do you go about designing your farms is it just like a new mechanics introduced and it pops in your head like oh i can use this mechanic mm. to my advantage this way or do like are you one of those guys like tango who goes through and like reads the source code and like okay here we go this is how to make the most efficient version of the farm no so i'm not i'm, I'm not someone that can read the code so i mean i'm a developer but yeah i don't mm -hmm. i don't ever read the, the source code or anything like that i do a lot right. of my stuff through experimentation so nice. I'll, have a, I'll have a creative world and I'll just test everything. So I'll read through the wiki and stuff mm -hmm. and I'll you know, watch other people see what they do with things. But I always test stuff mm -hmm. myself to make sure that the information that I'm getting elsewhere actually is correct. Um, yeah. And sometimes that information isn't, isn't around, so you've got to find it out for yourself. So yeah, all of that is just experimentation. So with a creeper farm, for example, working out you know what blocks count as a scare block for, for a, a creeper when it's near a cat. I, I taught, tested that without myself and mapped it out myself um mm -hmm. cool. yeah so you just kind of start like that so i think when it comes to those kind of farms it's either two things either i just have like an idea for a concept i think oh, i wonder if that would work then i'll just try stuff out and see if i can get it to work a lot of the time it just fails and just doesn't work i can't turn it into a farm so i kind of ditch the idea that happens a lot yeah um but if i can make that concept roughly work like if i think there's something in it then i can i'll spend more time on it iterate over it try and improve it um try and fine tune it as best i can until i'm happy with it and then that that will then go out as a thing. Um, the other thing mm -hmm. that tends to happen is I might be working on a project, but I need I need a farm for a new resource, and so then that says then I then I know I need to build a farm for this new resource, wherever it might be, um, and I try and do something different. So I don't I won't as much as possible I won't build someone else's design as, as best I can unless it's something that's just out of my skill set. Mm. Um, yeah, but if it's yeah if it's a farm for something, I'll see right how do how does everyone else do it. And sort of get an idea what the current like the standards are, and I'll mm -hmm. do something totally different. So just try and do something yeah. new, fresh, um, and I'll definitely sacrifice efficiency for that. So a lot of my farms aren't necessarily um, the most efficient, but they are different and hopefully a bit more fun. Um, I think the probably yeah. ex the exception to that is the latest creeper farm. That one is insane. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, but I think you get I built it. You get like seventy five thousand gunpowder per hour. It's it's actually mm -hmm. crazy. Um, yeah. Pretty impressive. I needed to build a creeper farm for my single player world and i didn't want to do the whole dig down light every cave up kind of mm -hmm. way so i ended up finding your creeper farm mm -hmm. built it on top of an ocean put a spawning or a afk platform way up in the sky and mm -hmm. loud vehicles all the time <laughs> um, and just played that with the mechanic you know that little spawn bubble mm -hmm. where you can stand a certain display and i was like this is perfect the only thing i had to change was the hopper minecart that mm -hmm. ran underneath it. Yep. The unloading system. Yep. Couldn't follow it. <laughs> I, I'm not bright. <laughs> so I ended up doing a single hopper mining cart that did two sides. So basically there's two unloading stations. And that just goes into a dropper with two observers looking into each other. It shoots it up to a storage room. But that farm is amazing. Like I have more gunpowder well, than the, the one, the one you're The one you're talking about is not the latest one. The latest one uses portals, what? which is... Miles better, miles, miles, miles better. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, Seriously. I have not seen this, and I thought I had done all my research before this interview. Now I feel like I'm no, an idiot. I need to go find this. So, the, so the new one, um, I built it in my single player world. So I built a world eater, and I removed like a perimeter's worth of blocks, like four million blocks, mm -hmm. I removed to create a full perimeter, and then I built it in the world, low down. Um, it's like five layers high, and yeah, you get seventy-five thousand gunpowder per hour because it, what it does is the the creepers are scared by the cats. They run off, they fall down, and they go immediately into a into a portal over to the Nether. So they're immediately removed from the mob cap. So you can spawn more spawn more creepers. And there's so much um, spawning space, you're constantly getting creepers all the time. And then when you go to the Nether, there's one portal where they all go to, and it's just a stream mm -hmm. of constant creepers, like nonstop falling creepers. It's um yeah, it's it's mental. Yeah. What? Pretty wild. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna have to look at this. Are you? Have you built it in survival or do you even yeah. plan on building it in survival? I've already built it in survival. Uh, it was a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a lot of work. Where was I? Um, I think I did it over three episodes in my, in my um, Beyond Logic uh, episode. There's three, there's three, there's three uh, episodes that cover uh, building the farm. Wow. 
Okay, so yeah, I need to check this out because I have missed it somehow. And this seems glorious. I love how people are definitely taking advantage of the portals to get mm-hmm. bigger spawn caps, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. So the fact that technology is coming in is pretty cool. Yeah, it was always it was always a little bit difficult to do it before because there was lots of lag when it comes to items going through portals because there was lots of calculations it did. Uh, but now they're doing mm-hmm. a better job of uh, caching that stuff, so now you can now you can use it more more um, reliably in in your farms. Wow. Okay, uh, Jimbo, do you have another question? Yeah, uh, the most difficult part would that probably be the digging out that whole area, or is there a more difficult part about that creeper design to come up with? Um, to come up with the design, um, yeah, I guess building it is one thing and design it is like a different thing. Like designing it wasn't too bad because um, I'd already done a few versions of it before and so I'd learned a lot from those previous versions. Um, so this is my final version, I think. I don't think I'm going to like uh, make it any better. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was just the kind of iterative process. Yeah, so you kind of you have come up with one design, it kind of works. Then you do a new one, which you improve on the things you don't like. Um, like you mentioned, like the, uh, the the rail system. There's, I've had a lot of people say that that the rail system was either hard to follow or um, it was too complicated. And I agree. In hindsight, I should have done something much, much simpler. I could have done. I just I don't know why. But um, so then when I did the latest version, I thought, right, there's not going to be any like there's no redstone, there's no rails. Mm-hmm. It's literally just AI portals and then creepers falling from full damage. Yeah, I was gonna say you just ditched the rails this time. Yeah, just got rid of it entirely. So there's literally there's nothing. There's really nothing to really go wrong. There's no complexity at all. Mm-hmm. It's just spawning platforms and portals and full damage. That's it. Yeah, I mean it's grind work for the most part. It sounds like, but everyone can do grind work. Even the simplest, newest mm-hmm. Minecraft player can grind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's great, man. I'm excited to look this thing up and uh, be astonished. <laughs> Because I, I get a kick out of, well, I guess this tiny creeper farm that for a while was huge for me. I sat there for an hour and I went, okay, I've got like four double chests of gunpowder. I don't need this anymore. So the fact that there's something even better. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's, um, I'm, I'm pretty pretty proud of that one, I must admit. Uh, on to, well, continuing on to farms, we got a question from Rebel JC, And mm. he asked, what is your least favorite farm to build? Probably... I don't know, something, just something that's just boring. Like something that everyone's done before, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of content, you know, I see lots of people building the same farm over and over again. And yeah. if I get to a point where I think, oh, I'm going to build that farm, it's like, oh, that's so boring. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So I think, so that's why I try and do my own stuff as much as I can. I try and, like, try and do something different, something new. You know, sacrifice yeah. efficiency, as I said before, you know, that's not the primary goal for me. I want to do things that are fun and interesting and a bit different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think any, anything where I'm, I'm building it and I'm feeling just bored doing it, that's that's the worst ones, I think. It's a good way to learn, too, your redstone. Mm. If you're mm-hmm. not familiar with it, try to do it yourself. That's what I plan on doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think when, when I do my tutorial videos, I try, I try and do is explain, not only, I don't need to show, say, like, say, here's a design, here's a block by block to build it. I try and explain all the different parts of it. Because what I'm hoping yeah. is that some people just will just build it, right? But I'm also hoping that some people will take that information and say, actually, what you've designed there is good, but it doesn't really fit what I want to do. But I can learn how this thing actually works and I can design my own. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. the real thing. So when I get comments from people saying, I designed my own because I learned how this stuff works, that's the best kind of comment, yeah, the best kind of feedback when people have taken that and learned something new, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because let's face it, YouTube nowadays is a teaching website. Mm not just minecraft i think of all the little house repairs i've done where i've just strictly went to youtube like okay how do i do this under my sink and okay now i know how to do it and mm. i go fix my own sink which is super nice yeah and there were videos for everything <laughs> right like, i was stuck the other day i had to change this is gonna sound silly but i was had to change the battery in my car like my car alarm my car fob and it wasn't obvious mm. from the car fob how to actually open the thing so I searched on YouTube yeah. and there was just a two minute video said, oh, you've got this, you've got this maker model. Here's how you do it. And I was like, oh yeah, that was easy. <laughs> so there's mm-hmm. a video for everything. I had to do that when I was selling my car last year. I had to replace, because when the battery went dead on my main key, I just grabbed the spare key. I was like, whatever, put the other key back. And I had to put a new battery in that one before I had to turn in the keys. And I'm looking like, well, how do I do it? And I looked online and it's literally, oh, shove a quarter in the crack and just turn really hard. Because, mm. you know, 
I got American made stuff, and that's how we do it. We just break things. <laughs> we try to just brute force. Fix things. Brute force. Yeah, brute force fixes everything in America. Uh, Jimbo, you want to go ahead and ask the next question? Yeah, I got a question here from High Hopes. This is uh, pertaining to the parody for Bedrock with Redstone. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have movable containers or underwater Redstone? Definitely movable containers. I think that would open mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't tend to do much Redstone underwater, and you can always drain it if you need to so yeah mm-hmm. i think yeah definitely yeah you can imagine having like a, a mobile storage that yeah you could do a whole, bunch, a whole bunch of really creative stuff with that so definitely movable um entities yeah tile entities i think well on the same level we have groover guy asked if you'd ever convert to playing bedrock not at the moment i don't think i think there's yeah there's too many i think i don't know there's too many differences between the two um mm-hmm. there's lots i mean i don't know much about bedrock i don't really play it so i guess my only knowledge is what i've just picked up from you know, people around me so yeah my you know i might be incorrect but it seems like there's lots of things that aren't so good or you know aren't as good as um as java i'm sure there are some good things about it but yeah, obviously the redstone works totally differently uh, mob spawn is totally different i think they're trying to move a bit closer towards uh, the way java does it but yeah. um we were talking on Groover. we were actually surprised it's actually getting a lot closer yeah than yeah. we thought it's definitely still got a little ways to go but yeah they're, they're getting close yeah i think that that would be a good day if they can get to a point where there's as much parity as possible because a lot of the comments that I get is, will this farm work on Bedrock? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I don't play Bedrock. I can't, I don't test my stuff on Bedrock. Um, if those things were just closer together, so more things worked on both platforms, that would be um, a good day, I think. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from that, I have a comment from Obeep who asks, do you have an aspect of the game that you would like to become better at? Oh yeah, definitely building. <laughs> definitely building. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said before, I'm, I'm an engineer. I enjoy the problem solving and the technical things. I really get, yeah, really enjoy that stuff. But I also really want to get better at building. And one of the things being on Legacy, you know, there are some amazing builders. I mean, I might be a bit yes. biased, but some of the best mm-hmm. builders in the world, I think. You know, Pearl, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Pelicent Moon, Gemini Tay, Sausage, Myth- Mythical Sausage, uh, Fwip. We've got uh, um, uh, Python GB has joined recently. Yeah, we've got so many good builders on, on there. And there's more people mm-hmm. as well. I'm not going to name every single person, but yeah. Lots of good builders, so I'm hoping that uh, over time, obviously we're, we're quite early on um, on the server, but I'm hoping that uh, over time I can do some more collaborations with, with uh, some of those builders and hopefully some of that will rub off. But yeah, they definitely want to improve my building skills, 100%. Hey, that dirt castle at the start of the season? <laughs> yeah. That is the best castle ever. That was a good start <laughs> to learning how to build. That's I saw a good that. Start. And you're like, I'm going to make a dirt house. And I was just like, oh, okay, really going like new Minecraft. No, it's dirt castle. <laughs> <laughs> i was just like that's awesome because it's definitely like joking mm-hmm. about everyone yeah. starts out with a dirt hut yeah. but you just take it to the extreme i thought yeah. it was very funny yeah well yeah i mean mm-hmm. you're on the on with all these great builders and i could see i could already see what they were doing and i was like oh how am i going to mm-hmm. compete with this so i had yeah. to say a bit different <laughs> yeah that kind of got you in a little bit of a pickle too because you weren't the only castle <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm the one true king there is no there is that's that's been settled that's done deal yeah it's already settled. i'm, I'm the only one with the crown you have the withering effects backing, so awesome! Hail Thanks. to the king! Thanks very much. <laughs> and we don't mean much, but it's every bit that counts, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I got a question from the official CCL. It says, "What is your favorite quirk of Minecraft?" Favorite quirk, probably. Um, well, I guess because I'm more technical player, I'd say uh, quasi quasi connectivity. Yeah, he's known mm-hmm. as QC. Now, some people may not know what that is, um, but that's the ability to better power um, certain blocks. Most of the time, people know it for pistons, but you can power them diagonally downwards. Um, mm-hmm. So that uh, that is an interesting quirk. Um, I think there was a time where they were considering removing it, but I think that's there. That is definitely there to stay now. It's definitely marked now as a, an actual feature rather than a rather than a bug. My layman's term definition for it is magic redstone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's it. Perfect. Yeah, it's the one thing that probably breaks more Java farms going to bedrock than anything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's something that doesn't make a lot of sense to new people as well so i can see why um there's sort of question marks over it but once you kind of get used mm-hmm. to it and you understand it it's actually not too bad yeah i'm gonna keep going real quick i'm sorry jim because this kind of leans on that good and we have a question from croc he asked if you could add one new brand new redstone component to the game what would it do what would it be called um i was thinking about this i think what would be really useful but you'd have to balance it would be some kind of auto crafting mm-hmm. so some kind of block where you could feed it items 
and some way for it to craft from those items another another item. Mm-hmm. But you'd have definitely have to balance it because that could be overpowered if um, if you didn't. So yeah, yeah, you'd have to have like, maybe give it a fuel source. So it would work similar to like a like a furnace. It would take some kind of fuel source. So you've got to pay for it, but also it wouldn't do things super fast either. So there's a time penalty as well. So then you could mm-hmm. decide, you know, early game, you just craft things as normal as you do. But if you need to do bulk crafting of some like, you know, some items, it might be better to set up some kind of contraption to do it for you. But that's the trade-off. Yeah. So I think a lot of things in Minecraft, it should be like a progression over time. So when you start off, you know, you do everything manually. There's all the manual grind, but then as you progress through the, through the game, there are more automated ways to do things. And I think we've kind of got to the point now where auto crafting would be would be super good. I mean, even if it was like a simple thing, like it would take iron ingots and give you an iron block, because there's so many farms where we take like, these items and then create blocks out of them. Yeah. Um, even if it's something simple like that, that would be that would be useful, I think. Definitely. My first thought with that is when it comes to concrete, if you could have gravel, ink, and sand all in like one little mm. separator, feeding it into there, and it's pushing out the concrete powder, how nice would it be to be? popping yeah. it into your inventory as you're mining it so you're getting regular concrete blocks from yeah. the powder at the same time yeah i think there's yeah I'm, I'm quite happy to do the grind i mean anyone that's seen my stuff knows i'm happy to do grind but yeah. there's definitely gets Very to much. a point where it just gets boring because you're doing the same thing over and over again so i think mm-hmm. if there was a way you know it could definitely be late games so maybe it's hard to get maybe i know like i said you've got to balance it properly but i think if there's a way to take away some of that stuff that's not that's really tedious that you've kind of done already a hundred times um, then you could focus on the real new sort of creative, the you know, creative stuff, rather than spending you know yeah. hours crafting the same thing that you've already done yeah you know, a million times. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Jimbo, do you have another question? Yeah, it leads into uh, another question here about brand new redstone. Guy A Smith asked, "Upward facing hoppers, should we have them? What are your thoughts?" There might, I guess, they might be useful in some scenarios. I can see just an easy way just to mm-hmm. pipe items around. But I think at the moment we don't really. There's not really a big thing we need i don't think because yeah. if you're in the overworld or the end you've got bubble elevators they just work like super easy yeah. super fast they're pretty straightforward to set up um yeah. if you don't have water like in the nether you can use like a, the old-fashioned kind of um, item elevators where items go through blocks or you can have a dropper elevator mm-hmm. so we've kind of already got solutions for those things so i'm not too worried about it but there probably could be some something interesting i guess yeah probably yeah. more expensive mm. <laughs> very much mm-hmm. yeah I'm still one of those guys who I like bubble elevator and stuff, but I prefer the old dropper through the block elevator just because it moves slower vertically. Yeah. And I always do the glass elevators because I like to see the items come up. Yeah, I, I, I've tended to do the same as well, like recently, because I want to see the items. And also the other thing, water sort of obscures the items a bit because of the color. So you can't mm-hmm. always see it so well and they shoot up so quick. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it depends what I'm building. If it's something that's on show, then definitely I'll use the the uh, the blocks. So you can see the items. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I've got to hide the elevator, it's like I don't let's get it as fast as I can into the storage mm. then. Mm. Right. Uh Jimbo, I'm gonna let you go again. Uh yeah, I was just curious of how the transition was from your single player to the legacy, because you've been on that single player for a long time. What's it mm. like, you know, collabing with different members? Uh it's really it's actually really good. I was a little bit at the beginning I was a little bit I don't know what the right word is, maybe a little bit apprehensive. Because I've never not really done that before, mm. and especially doing it on YouTube as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, it's gone really well. It's been been so good. Um, everyone's so nice and friendly. And yeah, if you ever want to collab with someone, you just put put a message in Discord and say, oh, "I'm going to do this thing and want to help out." And then you know, someone someone will turn around and say, "Yep, I'll do it with you." So it's just yeah. been it's just been a really good experience. And of course, like I said, yeah, those those guys are such good such good builders, such good YouTubers in general as well. There's lots of things you can learn from them as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been just been really positive so far. Yeah, really good. Yeah, like when you collab awesome. with everyone to get Python on the server. That mm. was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to do that. All you guys come up with that idea to bring that in that certain kind of way with the creeper. Yeah, we were just we just brainstorming a bunch of ideas. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember who came up with the idea. I mean, a lot of these things they kind of they start off with like an idea, and then someone else sort of tweaks it, and then someone else tweaks it, and then before you know it, we've got this kind of group idea. Um, because obviously uh, Python's skin is like a, you know, it's a red creeper. So obviously mm-hmm. they're bringing a creeper into it somewhere. It makes sense. And of course I'm the guy that <laughs> does horrible things to creepers quite a lot. So it kind of made sense that I had something to do with it. Um, but yeah, it was just, just a, just a, yeah, just a, a group idea. And then we kind of found, found a time that was all available. That's, the, that's always the, the tricky thing is to try and find time where everyone, yeah. or as many people as possible are available to do the kind of things. Um, yeah, it's rare that you get everyone together, but, um, 
Yeah, very yeah. good. I got excited when I saw Python joining Legacy because mm. he's obviously known. He's been on Hermitcraft since like season three lately. Mm. Yeah. Um, he's been off and on, obviously, but a lot of people know him from Hermitcraft. So the fact that he went to Legacy mm. obviously wasn't any kind of just move Hermitcraft. They're all friends and everything. Yeah. But to me, it opened another door to show you guys off in some more light because you guys do some awesome stuff there. Mm. And even in our podcast, not a lot of people have heard of you guys. So the fact is like, look, look at these guys. Like, this is a whole new entryway to a whole new group of people. There's so much great content out there now mm. that just no one knows about right now because everyone's watching the same old, same old. Yeah, yeah. So a new avenue of new people. And like, I had never heard about Pearlescent Moon until Legacy. And now she's one of my favorite builders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 quite, it's quite interesting because I think I actually discovered Pearl quite soon, quite, quite, um, close to when legacy was starting up like maybe a few months before mm-hmm. i kind of discovered i'd seen her around but not really seen much of her content and then i kind of watched some of her videos and they were just amazing just mind-blowing the stuff she she could yeah. make she's yeah. so good like really so good yeah. and so and then and then when, when i got the message to say oh we're starting up legacy we've got these people on board pearls on board i was like oh yep i'm in 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. Right. If, that, if that's the caliber of people that are on this thing then i've got to be on it yeah you know and you have Vigo Man and his like steampunk area yeah, so far absolutely. this season. Yeah, absolutely. Vigo's amazing as well. So I mean, I think if you look down the roster of everyone on everyone on there, they're all mm-hmm. really good, really talented people. There's not anyone yeah. on there that's just not like good. Like they're all really, really good. Well, even you, you say you're not much of a builder. You build some really nice stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the stuff I've done so far, well, on Legacy anyway, it's been very kind of technical. So I need to mm-hmm. uh, expand my actual building. But on my single player, I'm really proud of the uh, all, the, all the ships that I did, like the the Star Destroyer. Yeah, I was going to say you built the, the Death Star, so Death Star Enterprise. Good. Yeah, all that stuff. I'm really pre- <laughs> pleased how that turned out. But that's like a very niche kind of like building style, you know, starships. <laughs> so I think I'll probably crack that one. But like building the first video I saw from you was when you built the X-wing, mm-hmm. and I went, "Yay!" Starships, I can't build starships in Minecraft. I've tried and mm-hmm. I failed. So the fact that you took the X-Wing and was building it and I just kept following and more ships and more, and you were like, I'm going to build a Death Star. And I was just like, uh, the grind <laughs> yeah. that goes into that. The grind was real. I, mm-hmm. I gotta say the grind was real. Um, mm-hmm. I think the other thing as well is with that kind of project, um, it's always tricky to know how to make it interesting for the viewer because like the yeah. Death Star, if you think about it, it's a massive sphere, right? And I've just got to mm-hmm. place a lot of blocks. But how do I make that entertaining? Like, How do I turn that into something that people right. want to watch as well? So that's the hard thing as well, I, th- I find. Yeah, I, I struggle on that too. Like which parts of making videos is entertaining and what's not. I always go back to, well, I should time lapse this, but mm. I'm not really good with replay mod. And for me to time lapse something, I have to be able to pay attention to two different computers now and move a camera around. Mm. And I'm just not coordinated for that enough. And that's kind of what my single player world has been this season is find new ways of telling the story because mm. that's what youtube videos are and uh i think i'm getting there but yeah it takes yeah, yeah it's a, it takes a long yeah it takes a long time a lot of practice i think yeah and mm-hmm. yeah i mean i just find like with that stuff i try and do like replays with uh you know time lapse of re- replay mod and i try and not ro- rather than have like one long just time lapse of just like one one angle try and mix it up mm-hmm. with lots of different angles lots of different um, yeah, like ways of to show it. Sometimes I try and time it with the music as well, just to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. So just try and play around with diff- different ideas. Yeah, see, see, you know, see, yeah. see what works. You guys are nailing on the head, especially you with all your creative farms. Like I really have enjoyed the Legacy server this uh, season. I want to kind of push you guys out there more. It's like everyone needs. To, if you are a fan of multiplayer Minecraft SMPs and stuff, like you guys should definitely be up there on the top of the list of somebody to watch because it's super entertaining. You guys are all working together. If you watch one person, you're easily going to see them pop up in the back of somebody else's mm. episode. So watch mm. as many as you can. Yeah. And I think I'm trying as much as possible to try and collab as much as I can. I think I've had a couple of episodes mm. where it's been just me, but most, I think most of my episodes, there's been at least one other person in it. Even if it's not like a full collab, there's definitely like interaction and stuff. But I think as a server, we're, we're definitely trying to move a bit more towards like bigger community projects rather than like lots of single player on a, on a multiplayer yeah. server, if that makes sense. So that, that's the direction mm-hmm. I think we're going to try and try and go, which is going to be a bit different, a bit fresh, hopefully. Um, should be mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Jimbo, let's go ahead and do one more question each, and then we're probably going to have to wrap the show up. Okay. Yeah, I saw a tweet of yours earlier this week, 
And uh, we actually brought this up on the show about how we're able to make new dimensions. Mm. Oh, and okay. I saw I saw you tweeted out that you were going to be working on some of these. And I was wondering if we can possibly get a little spoiler on one of these you're working on. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So it's probably not <laughs> it's probably not what you're expecting. Oh. Um, but what I've been working on, what I've been working on is something for Legacy. Mm. So I've been working on a creative server for Legacy. And I've right. given every member their own dimension. Oh, cool. So what that allows us oh, to do is... Oh, that's really cool. So it's it's using the same seed as Legacy, and it's got the Overworld, the Nether, and the End. So we can plan out builds together collaboratively in Creative on that server before we build it in Survival. But also everyone gets their own dimension. So that means we can collab on planning stuff in like our own dimension, but also we can just film in there if you want to without spoiling other people's builds. So if I'm like if I'm designing something with like sausage, for example, we could go into my creative, my my dimension, build it all up, we can film it, do that kind of stuff, and not worry about things being in the background from other people, that kind of stuff. So oh, it's really okay. trying to push this idea of collaboration and working together. That's smart. That's super smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's all done now. It's all up and running. Um, so it's going to be good. So when and it's all on, it's on the latest one sixteen uh, pre-release. So yeah, we're we're Sweet. we're all ready for one sixteen. That's that's awesome. we got to do that. I know. <laughs> Me and Jimbo and uh, Carl have been kind of talking about putting together little creative server because we have a couple builds where, like, the Withering Effect group are like, hey, we want to build this and this together. So I was like, well, maybe we can put together a creative server to start with. That would be really cool to be able to do individual dimensions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's a it's a game changer. Yeah. I mean, up, up until that, I mean, whenever we sort of plan out, a, like, a creative thing, we'd have to post screenshots in Discord and say, right, I've got this planned. What do you think of this? And it's... Yeah, you could do it that way, but there's nothing, there's nothing beats just two people off, you know, a group of people getting, into, getting onto a server and just like placing blocks and talking about stuff. Yeah, that's the... Yeah. When everyone can go into everyone's dimension stuff, so if they need a reference to mm. create a build, they can actually physically go there and count blocks if they want, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You've got, yeah, you've got full access to do everything, so... Um, but everyone's got their own their own area. I've even I've even um, added some like custom advancements. So whenever you go into someone's dimension, the little toast pops up in the top to tell you what dimension oh, you're in. Oh, so cool. it's got the player it's got the player head and the, the name of the person mm. just to make sure you've gone to the right place. <laughs> yeah, details like that are awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I might I might put a video out about it. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if that's how many people would be interested in that. So if people are interested, then I would yeah do it. I would be interested in that. <laughs> I definitely want to take advantage of that stuff like that. Um, we we threw the idea around for Ripple Season Three, like doing multiple dimensions in the survival world, mm. but we were kind of worried that it might just be too new technology right now. Mm. Um, but it's in the talking phase, and it's definitely an idea we're going to keep a close eye on. Farming's another reason mm. why why we wanted to add that. Mm. You know, just for sand or you know other other regions where you can't really get to Mm -hmm. maybe it's too far away maybe make a dimension for farming Mm. that was brought up Mm -hmm. but i think we're gonna go with the final question is what has been your proudest youtube moment so far oh wow um probably probably my episode 100 of beyond logic so that's my single player series episode 100 took about two years to get to that episode and Mm -hmm. i was lucky enough Mm -hmm. to have uh impulse sv and skizzleman his good friend skizzleman join for a world tour and Mm -hmm. We just toured all the things that I'd done over those two years. And we had some other people from our community as well, like admins and mods that kind of helped me out and make make a lot of it possible. Um, but just showing those guys around. And there's definitely some points. Like I don't know if people, if people don't know Skizzleman, he is amazing, right? Yeah, he's and hilarious. He's always yeah, got something to say, right? And he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But there was, def- there was a point where he just said, I don't know what to say. I've just got no words. I'm the guy that doesn't shut up, but I've got no words. And I was like, yes, I got it. I've done it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, but to, you know, have those kind of guys on there, like, showing them around and have them like even inspired. They said that it was inspiring and like, just have that. It was just brilliant. You know, that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imp- Impulse does use that kind of style too. He likes that uh, modern type of like exotic build style. Mm. So it's pretty cool to get. A kind of compliment from that from yeah, yeah. impulse yeah for sure but i think that's going to wrap it up the show i want to say another thank you to logical geek boy thank you so much for coming on the show it's been a hoot <laughs> yes thank you well th- thanks very much for the invite it's yeah, been, been a lot of fun before i have jimbo read us out i want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting the show our milk level patrons include omni croc ob stone figure and the official ccl oh and vipers tuna if you would like to get access to the exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the withering effect. 
And if you like this show, you can share it with all your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us. Or if you listen to op- on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at rippleeffectsmp.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links are in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo myself, but also digital producer Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be and not in Logic's giant Death Star. The amazing music <laughs> you hear in the intro and outro is created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media info can be found down in the show notes. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for getting withered with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys. See you later.